Hello everyone, this is Bhavik Choksi here and welcome to the refresher series for CA Final FR and SFM where we discuss new topics on a daily basis for your quick revision. So today's topic is valuation of bonds as a part of your security analysis and valuation in your CA Final SFM. An important topic and we'll try to do the entire overview. So let's get started. Bonds are fixed income instruments and the valuation of these fixed income instruments happens based on the present value of future cash flows where the future cash flows would include interest as well as principal payments usually this working is fairly standardized the only problem that might arise is in case the bond is a half yearly bond or a quarterly bond which gives you a half yearly or quarterly cash flows in such a case you need to remember to divide the coupon and the discount rate by the frequency of cash flow. So for example, if it's a half yearly cash flow, divide the coupon and the discount rate by two, quarterly divided by four and multiply the number of years by the frequency factor. That is, if it's a half yearly bond for a period of five years, that's five into two, that is 10 half years or five into four, that is uh, 20 quarters. That will take care of the valuation in case of a other than annual cash flow. Second is the measure of return, that is yield, three types of measures of return. First is the current yield, interest upon price, not a very accurate number, does not consider the time value, does not consider capital gains, hence the realized yield. Second measure, where we take the total of all the cash flows up to the end of the maturity and try to find a single rate of return. So for example, if it's a five-year bond with 100 rupees price and 10, 10 rupees received in each of the years up to five years, then you will take the total, that is 150, equals 100 into one plus R raised to five and you will solve in order to find R. Again, not a very accurate measure because it kind of assumes that the interest in the first year uh, and the interest in the fourth year have same time value, which is not correct. And hence the most accurate measure of yield would be the yield to maturity. That is the return that you will get if you were to purchase a bond today and hold it till maturity. So once you purchase a bond today, that will be like your price paid, a cash outflow. You will compare that with your cash inflow, that is interest and principal payments received and you will use the trial and error method. So. That is the method used for internal rate of return, IRR under capital budgeting. The rate at which the present value of cash outflows, that is the price paid for the bond, equals the present value of cash inflows because that is the real return. If I were to buy the bond today and hold it till maturity. The most accurate way to do this would be through, in, through trial and error and then doing interpolation. But if you are out of time in the exam, you can take the approximate method where you will take interest per annum plus the capital gains, that is RV minus MP divided by N per annum divided by the average that is RV plus MP divided by 2 though this is to be done only for out of time next you try to go to the measures of bond risk which is duration modified duration and convexity so over here when we look at the bond features it is coupon it is discount rate and uh, it is the maturity so a feature or a factor which considers all the three should be taken which is basically McWillie's duration. McWillie's duration is calculated as summation of T that is the year into the present value of cash flow at that particular year divided by the summation of the present value of all cash flows. Simply stated it is nothing but the time based weighted average of the number of years it will take for the bond to be repaid by its own cash flows. Simply stated, that is like the average due date or the discounted payback period where instead of receiving payments at various different dates, if you were to recover the entire payment on a single day, which would that be? Well, that is the average due date or that is the McWillie's duration. Because it considers all the three attributes of a bond, 
this is considered to be a very good measure of bond risk higher the bond duration higher the risk lower the bond duration lower the risk now the bond price changes in line with interest rates so generally the coupon is fixed the maturity is fixed so the reason for the change in bond price is actually the change in the market rate of interest and hence the change in the required rate of return so as the market rate of interest increases the bond price decreases and vice versa so the relationship is inverse so we know that relationship however we are unable to figure out what is the magnitude or quantum of change so if the interest rate is expected to fall by 2% we know that the bond price is going to rise but by how much that is what is measured by the modified duration also called as the volatility which is measured as a macula's duration upon 1 plus the existing ytm so if the modified duration let us say comes to 4 it means that for a 1% fall in interest rate the bond price is expected to rise by 4% and so on this will help us predicting bond price to a great degree of accuracy but it is not absolutely accurate because the the duration does not remain the same as interest rate changes so modified duration assumes a linear relationship so at 1% the change will be 4, 2%, 8, 3%, 12 and so on however as you would be aware as the yield changes, YTM changes the duration itself undergoes a change duration does not remain the same and the rate of change in the duration is measured by something called as convexity convexity it comes into the picture because the actual change in the bond price is never linear it is never a straight line and hence it is the shape or the curvature which is measured by convexity it is the rate of change in the duration so how do you measure convexity well it as per the ICI solutions it is V plus add to that V minus subtract from that 2 into V0 what is V plus V minus V0 still divided by 2 V0 into change in the interest squared you'll have to revise this formula but nevertheless v plus means the value of a bond at a higher value which is probably let us say the average rate is 10 so if you were to take a 12 percent which is the higher rate of interest the value will be lower that is v minus if you were to take at a lower rate of interest that is v uh, at the rate of 8 percent the value will be higher and this is how you will calculate your convexity now the measure of bond risk is duration largely if I have a bond liability and a bond asset portfolio and if I want to hedge it there's a concept called as immunization so for example I might be a pension fund who has to pay pension liabilities and for that I've invested in a portfolio of bond assets so my risk is considered to be mitigated or hedged if I manage to invest in a portfolio of bond assets whose duration equals to the duration of my liabilities at that situation my portfolio is considered to be immunized the portfolio duration of a bond asset is calculated as a weighted average duration where weight of bond a into the duration of bond a plus the weight of bond b into the duration of bond b and so on this largely covers bonds we will just summarize on some key relationships that might help you in the exam first between the coupon and the yield Generally, if the coupon rate is greater than the yield or the discount rate, the bond trades at a premium. It's a superior bond, gives you more than what is required. So the price will be greater than par market price, greater than face value. On the other hand, if the coupon is lower as compared to the required rate of return, it's an inferior bond and hence the price would be typically lower than the face value. The most important relationship is if the coupon rate is equal to the required rate, then the bond trades at par. So this is sometimes a hidden adjustment where you have been given that the bond trades at par 
par which implies that the coupon rate will equal to the discount rate secondly the relationship between the bond price and the rate of interest which is always an inverse relationship higher the uh, higher the interest change lower is the bond price and vice versa this will help us in probably bond strategies so for example if you are holding a portfolio of bonds and you are expecting the interest rate to fall if interest rate falls all bond prices will rise however the bonds which are having the longest duration will rise the most and as a result we would shift our focus into a longer duration bonds if the interest rates are expected to rise then all bonds will fall but the shorter duration bonds will fall the least and hence we try to shift our money from the longer duration bonds to the shorter duration bonds further if you are someone like a bank or someone like a pension fund who wants to manage liabilities and assets both then you can use immunization create a portfolio in such a way duration of assets equals to the duration of liabilities so uh, that should be it i guess uh, i think uh, i hope this lecture or this voice note uh, podcast has been helpful to you thank you very much uh, for your time and i'll see you tomorrow bye bye have a good day take care